0: Hi ladies, welcome back to the Millennial Girl Wave podcast, the podcast that highlights world millennial women doing the damn thing. Today we have special guests Kia Phillips and Nicole Gaskins, the co-founders of Glamorina. Glamorina is a fitness apparel line and brand dedicated to socially conscious and diverse women we've had the pleasure of meeting them in person at an event called black girl Balance, where women of all backgrounds talked about their unique experiences in life and in business and we were very inspired by their story so you know without further ado we want to say hi to both kia and nicole
1: hi. hi thanks for having
0: me you're welcome <laughs> Um, Just ladies, can you tell us more about your background and kind of how this whole Glamarina brand was birthed?
1: Yeah, um, this is Kia talking. So um, Glamarina, I actually started Glamarina several years ago as a blog. um, And I use that blog opportunity to showcase other um, up and coming artists in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. So I had the blog going on for a couple of years and then um, took some time off. I had a daughter. Um, And then I approached Nicole, um, probably about 2015, I approached Nicole about, you know, taking this website that I had and creating um, an e-commerce site. And so, you know, we definitely uh, kind of brainstormed different ideas of what we wanted to do. And we, you know, settled on this idea of creating an um, activewear line um, for women of color. Um, So my background, actually, I was a teacher for six years of uh, top preschool Um, And so I just took time from that and, um, like I said, approached Nicole about creating this line and we just went on from there. Awesome. And Nicole,
0: you were kind of just open to it and excited about doing it?
1: Yeah, definitely. I've always been into entrepreneurship. At the time, I was doing a hand painted shoe collection. And I think initially the conversation kind of went where, you know, Kia was interested in selling my shoes on on the site as a part of the first Mm -hmm e-commerce option. Um and then, you know, we kind of just steered away from that and went to other ideas, but I have pretty much a um a fine art background. Okay. Nice.
2: Wow. That's nice. Hi ladies. This is Bray. Um I think that is so amazing when I see two women coming together and, you know, starting a brand together. Was did you have any obstacles in trying, I know, Kiev, figuring out who you wanted to work with and sort of forging that relationship between being, you know, girlfriends versus being, you know, business partners?
1: Um, not really. So it's, Nicole and I, we were not, um, not to say this in a mean way or anything, but we weren't <laughs> friends at the time. Um, um, it's interesting because um, her, both of us have daughters and mm-hmm. our daughter's fathers are brothers. So we like knew each other through family and we see each other, but we didn't grow up together or anything like that. Um, So it wasn't really difficult in terms of deciding, you know, hey, I want to approach her and work with her. I could see that, um, like Nicole said, she had an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, She was already an artist. Um, She seemed very business minded. And uh, honestly, we have very different personalities, but it really works in this business. Um, I feel like she, where she has weaknesses, I have strengths. And where I have weaknesses, she has strengths. And so mm-hmm. I feel like although we have different personalities, we have different backgrounds, we grew up in different areas, we just was able to kind of connect and work well together. Um, and so we've really developed a, a, a great friendship over time as we you know, started to do this business together. Okay got you and yeah I mean, and, and I would say for me I would say for me too, not to not tell you off, but for me deciding if I wanted to work with Kia when she approached me you know I, we weren't friends and I actually didn't really know her very well but you know the idea that she presented to me it was in a manner that you know she was serious about it and like I said I had an entrepreneur mindset so I was just like let me just try it let's go for it
0: so yeah and I think you know that's kind of a, a very simple story because, you know, finding that balance sometimes with working with someone that you know, or someone that you're friends with can, you know, kind of be difficult. And so you both, you know, you guys have this great idea. Um, what was kind of the first thing that you did?
1: Well, um, so first off, we, um, you know, we, we could see that the athletic market um, in terms of women's apparel is just Women of color are highly underrepresented in the athletic market. Um, you know, when you I feel like when you see images of you know um, women in athletic wear, you really see, you know, so you have five white women, and you have that one black girl, and yep. the one black girl is super fit, or you know, she kind of looks one type of way. And so what we first started to think about um, is that we wanted to create a line that really was going to represent who we are as black women represent our culture. And then also to be able to show the diversity of, you know, women of color in our bodies. We come in different shapes and sizes, tall, short, what have you. Um, and so we knew right away that, you know, in terms of finding a niche in this already saturated market, we were trying to create something for, for us, for, for our women, the women in our community right. to really help motivate them um, really to live healthier lifestyles. And we recognize that, you know, when you look good, you feel good. And that might motivate you to want to work out, so that was just kind of right off the bat in terms of us thinking um, and brainstorming some ideas in terms of how we wanted to present a, a collection and I think
2: that is so important and You know, from the very first time that I, you know, viewed you guys' website and even your social media page, that was my first feeling of, okay, these women, they look like me. You know, they're not photoshopped, cookie cutter. These are women I can relate to. And that speaks to your products because now I know, you know, these are clothes that will fit me and will look good on me. I see it on women who look like me. And I think that example is very important for, um, you know, women of color, young, old, doesn't matter in terms of, you know, you have ladies of all different shapes, sizes, etc., representing your brand. Um, what are some other key ways that you make sure to have inclusivity as the, the front runner of what your brand represents and stands for?
1: Um, I think one, one thing, one tool that we like to utilize is just really with our advertisements and the photo shoots that we do and just mm-hmm. showcasing not only different shades and sizes of women but just showcasing the different types of things you can do in the apparel like you know aside from working out a lot of people like to travel in our gear and just showing the the range that our brand and our product kind of um goes along with
0: and um Nicole do you kind of really have a a hand in all of the designs you come up with that part of it
1: well we we both do so everything that we kind of do is together Okay. You know, Kia may manage one portion of the business, and I didn't manage the other. But we always consult with each other on, you know, our business moves. Um, so I'll, I'll do a lot of the design work, as far as the physical work of it, when we're doing our sketches and you know, sending our um, designs over to our manufacturer. But when it comes to creating the actual design, thinking about what prints and colors we want to do, that's a selective um, process. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like when did you guys
0: know that this could actually be a thing could be a business um, what were some of the uh, initial reactions to the products that you guys were putting out how did you kind of market yourselves when you were first starting
1: well well i'll start with saying we've always we've always thought this would be a business and that kind of thing that we went to it with an idea of starting a business not necessarily already having something and then it caught on right. as a business like we went mm-hmm. into this with an idea that this will be our business we're going to do whatever we have to do to grow it okay. however um i'll say after we launched our first design selection in 2017 and we saw the reaction that we we had like a few followers on instagram at the time we were very new and it just kind of took off like the the world's kind of like gravitated to what we put out we started seeing customers all over the country it just really it kind of caught us off guard because we were we were new at introducing this type of collection and it just really picked up a lot of people were inspired and started posting pictures of themselves and our stuff and it just kind of gave us that extra push that you know this we found our niche we we know what direction our business is going into at that point Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And then just to touch on, um, sorry to tell you all, just to touch on, I know you mentioned like how we, you know, what was like the first thing that uh, we started to do in the process, because a lot of people will see us on social media now um, and see these great products that we have and think, hey, we've gone from an idea to now all of a sudden having this great product. Um, And it really was a long Um, a long, drawn-out process, really. I mean, we, you know, once we decided that we wanted to do athletic wear, um, you know, we came up with the sketches, we came up with some ideas, we found one manufacturer um, through a lot of research, and when we got those samples back, they were terrible, you know, they looked cheap, and we were just, we can't, you know, just put anything out there. Um, We definitely Mm -hmm. want to have the quality so it was kind of like back to the drawing board. And we were so disappointed. Uh, we were so excited, we thought this was it. But you know, it took a lot of learning for us to, to understand that this it's not something that can be rushed. Um, you have to, the sample process itself takes months um, to get the samples right and to really develop mm-hmm. a good relationship with manufacturers. So we, we tried out a few different manufacturers before we found the couple that we work with now. One of our biggest manufacturers that we work with also manufactures Adidas Apparel. Oh, they were very well, yeah, very well known, definitely put out great products. So once we, um, and we work with a few smaller manufacturers as well, but that's our main one. So once we really developed a good relationship with them and and approved of the samples and stuff, then it was, you know, everything else, getting financing, um, you know, just getting, you know, people to kind of help us out, family, friends, and then, you know, on from there. So it took a couple of years. Um, before we really was able to launch and have a good product ready for, for our customers. Okay.
0: And so um, I just, there was something that I was reading a, a while ago that was, you know, talking about if people should actually sit down and write out a full business plan or just kind of like hit the ground running. And so mm-hmm. it seems like you guys, you you guys, you know, thought of this idea. You kind of had an idea of what you wanted to do, but you didn't sit down and just kind of, I don't know, like idly, right out of plan, did you just kind of hit the ground running?
1: Well, I would say, I mean, when we first, in 2015, when Kia first approached me, we bounced a few ideas off of each other for probably over a year. We were bouncing ideas off, trying to kind of put those ideas into action. Um, So for about a year, we, we didn't really have a serious business plan or anything. But once we decided that, the activewear route is the route we wanted to go. We did actually create a business plan, put it on paper. And although your business plan is ever changing, we did, once we really solidified on what we were going to do, what this brand was going to be, yes, we definitely put a business plan together on paper. Okay. Yeah, because the one of the biggest things is we knew that we needed an investor. Um, that's something, you know, just a tip for anyone who's thinking about, you know, creating the line. Um, you have to really think about the money and how are you going to fund the business? Are you putting in all your own money? Do you think that you might need some help? Um, and so really before we could even approach um, an investor, we knew that we needed to have some type of plan on paper. They People need to see what, you, what you're doing, who you are, um, where you're planning on taking this. And then um, if you're getting someone that wants to be paid back, they want to know how and when you're going to pay them back. So, some type of plan, um, it might not have to be, you know, super detailed, but some type of plan definitely needs to be put in place as you get start started and, you know, as you approach people, they take you more serious when you're able to clearly define what you're doing and where you're going.
2: Right, I agree. And do you, you think that that business plan kind of gave you the gumption and the courage to approach people um, about your idea and have them back you financially? Yeah, definitely.
1: definitely. So like when we first, um, you know, we talked to maybe a family member and they were just like, you know, I need to see really what this is about. you know, not just talking mm-hmm. to people okay. in casual conversation. Um, and it helped us grow some and really be able to approach people in a professional manner. You know, even if in the back of our head, we had no idea. Um, <laughs> we still tried to present the front that we knew, you know, that we're serious and we knew what we were right. doing and. Kind of a little bit of a fake it till you make it because, you know, you can't be hesitant (laughs) when you're talking to people. Yeah, I would would say not necessarily a fake it till you make it. semi, but more so confident. Like, we really had to go into that meeting, like, you know, we're confident. Whatever questions this investor throws our way, we're going to answer it to the best of our ability and not hesitate because... Although it's semi-faking it you make it, it's more so just being confident in the idea that you have yeah. and being able to convince this person that, you know, this is going to work. Although we haven't had sales or anything, because that's one of the questions the investor said, you know, how mm. much did you sell last year? How much did you, we, we hadn't sold anything really. Right? <laughs> so we just had to go in there with confidence and, and kind of just the confidence that we had was really what, in, um, what made that person say, okay, If they, if you believe in it this much, you
0: know, I'll believe in it too. Yeah. -hmm. Right. You know, you have a confident path of, you know, where you're trying to go.
2: Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If there, with all of the obstacles that you guys went through, um, is there anything that you wish you knew when you first started?
0: And, and even more so, what are those obstacles specifically, like certain stories Mm -hmm. that you remember?
1: I mean, definitely, money is one thing for us because it, it took us a while to. Once we found out how much it would cost to actually get the collection manufactured, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was that was a stressful point and that was very much a pain point in this journey so far because that's like thousands of thousands of dollars that you have to come up with, and as mothers, working mothers, if that's not really money you just kind of have hanging around to to take that risk. So I think finances mm-hmm. was definitely one of the major um, obstacles because we had to really, it, it, we kind of lucked up with an investor, but we, mm-hmm. you know, that was, that was very much a pain point and a struggle so far. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. I think um, even just getting our accounting books in order um, when we kind of first started, we
2: we can definitely relate. Shay and I are going through that now where, you know, our accountant is like, so do you have a bank account? Where are you keeping these records? We're like, uh. (laughs) Yeah. So being that you guys are moms on a mission, um, we just want to know how do you balance, you know, being mothers as well as self-made entrepreneurs? Because I know a lot of between Shay and I, a lot of young ladies who listen to our podcast, we're all trying to figure out how to multitask, um, and handle, you know, our personal lives as well as grow these businesses that we're, you know, trying to create. How do you manage, um, both of those tasks?
1: Um, for, yeah, I think for both of us, but for me, I definitely have to keep a planner in and, and just trying to, keep a roadmap to what I'm doing with my life. You know what I mean? Like my, my planner, my personal planner that I carry every day, it kind of just has everything I'm scheduled to do for the, the month, year, week, day. Um, so sticking to that, when it comes to um, business or meetings we have, or if my daughter has drama class or whatnot, it, it all keeps, it keeps it all organized in one place. Mm -hmm. Um, But then also just remembering, because sometimes I I definitely regret to do this, it's just taking time for myself. Because you are so busy doing all of these things for your business, for, you know, your child, you know, other family things. If you get sick, you know, it's so many things that we have to do as moms and entrepreneurs that, you know, staying organized is very important, but you definitely have to add time for yourself in that calendar. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think for me, um, honestly, it's a lot of prayer. (laughs) Um, It's a lot of prayer because it is like Nicole said, it's definitely, it's a lot. Our daughters are young. um, And so we still on top of working on top of growing this business, um, you know, we're still moms first and foremost. And that's a, that's another full-time job. Um, So when you get home at the end of the day, you know, the work doesn't stop really until they go to sleep. Um, (laughs) And so it's really just, you know, a lot of, Keeping things organized, like Nicole said, calendar. We use our Google Calendar a lot. Um, And we try to include our daughters when we can in our businesses. I mean, obviously, there are some meetings and things like that that they can't attend. But um, whenever we do photo shoots and um, when Nicole and I meet together, a lot of times we'll bring our daughters with us. So, having, including them in part of the business kind of allows them to see, you know, what we're doing, what we're working on, having them be included. And then, also, you know, just trying to combine what we're trying to do and also spend some time with them as well.
0: Yeah. That's um, amazing. and it really is. I think that, you know, I'm not even a mother yet and I already have <laughs> issues, you know, balancing out what I'm going to do. So the fact that you ladies are, you know, really doing this at the same time as being a mother is, is just awesome to me. Um, have there been
1: any like learning lessons with this process? I mean, we, I can probably talk about a few. I know Kia mentioned earlier the accounting. That that was definitely one thing that we learned over time. Um, But I think learning lessons too is, we've been doing so good so far as far as, you know, being two different people working together. So I think um, learning lesson for us as we continue is really just, you know, making sure that we compromise. Um, Because although we usually agree on everything, you know, sometimes one person, if you're working with someone else, may have a different idea or, you know, may think that we should go a different direction with something. So sometimes, you know, we have to kind of put, I guess, um, compromising us. You know what I mean? Hear the other person out, you know, see what's really best for the business and then, you know, make a collective decision. And we've been, like I said, pretty good at that, but I think that's a learning lesson, Um, in some cases, because you want to make sure that you stick to that so that you avoid any issues or any, um, snags in the business or the productivity of the business. Yeah. Yeah, definitely the compromise and just to piggyback off of that. Um, I think the communication has been a learning lesson for both of us. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I know me, especially sometimes if I start to feel overwhelmed or something like that. I don't always let Nicole know and she'll have to <laughs> remind me, like, you know, if this is a partnership, you know, if you need extra help on something or if I can, you know, step in or, or what have you, just let me know. Um, mm. And I think sometimes it's just like, you know, I don't want to seem like I can't handle it um, or I can't do it all or what you. But mm. i really understanding that, you know, we are in a, this partnership together so we can lean on each other and rely on each other. And, um, so really just being able to communicate that to each other and feel comfortable and okay with letting each other know, um, Hey, I need a little extra support or something like that on my end. Um, has definitely been a learning lesson, but a good learning lesson for both of us.
2: Right. What advice would you ladies give for other young ladies who are looking to pursue their dreams?
1: Well, I guess for one would be, you know, figure out what you want to do, you know, what you want to do, and make sure that that's really what you want to do. Um, Because like we said earlier, we started out just thinking about ideas and it took us about a year to really set on what we wanted to do. Um, Because if you go into it, you know, thinking you want to do this, but not really researching or kind of really understanding the industry, then you may put yourself into a hole or you may start something that, you know, you'll be unhappy with at the end. So, really, just understanding what you want to do and what that field requires. You know, what that market is like, and just really assuring yourself that that's something you're interested in and that you'll be happy doing. Just so that you know, you you're prepared for what what that business endeavor would potentially hold for you. Yeah, okay. and I think um, one lesson that I would say, or one you know, piece of advice. Um, whatever it is that you want to do um, know that someone probably has already done that in a way um, so no one is reinventing the wheel here what is what we're trying to do though is you know find a niche in the market so with us specifically you know the activewear market is very it's very huge you've got high brands like Nike and Lululemon and and then you even have lower brands like in Target or you know Walmart so What you have to do in terms of when you do solidify what it is that you want to create um, is finding out, first off, you know, who is your market and what are they missing? You kind of want to solve a problem for them. So we knew, you know, again, in the athletic market, you don't really see a lot of women of color and you don't see a lot of body types. So that's something that we knew that we could stress when we started to produce our line. Um, So yeah, that would just be one of my pieces of advice. understanding your market, who's your target, who are you, you know, going to be selling to um, understanding how much they like to pay for things that are similar to yours so that you can develop your price range and, and really just like what is missing from the market that you're trying to join or enter into. Yeah. And I, and I would say, since you mentioned that here, also just staying on top of the market after you have already, you know, sat right. on that, looked into your market, because for us, when we first started, there were, almost no activewear brands that were culturally inspired and now they're kind of popping up every day so we mm-hmm. kind of have to stay on top of our market and you know make sure that we're offering um you know something that's new and fresh and still sticking to our mission but you know a new business is going to come every day so you have to be on top of things and you know being competitive in a healthy way um mm-hmm. with what's what's going on new in the market yep, yeah definitely.
0: Um, in the world of social media, you know, you see a lot of these brands popping up and um, it definitely is a lot more competition. But like you guys were saying, you know, no one is reinventing the wheel, but we all have our unique way. So, I saw on your website that you guys have a, a store that people can shop at in Los Angeles.
1: Yes, there's a, um, it's a black owned store. It's not a, a Glamorina store, but our products can be found there.
0: Okay. Um, it's
1: called Planes, Trains, and Things. Um, and the address to the store is, is listed on our website. So they sell, right now, they currently have pieces from our 2018 collection.
0: Okay. And you have somewhere that people will be able to, to start shopping in soon in the DMV area as well?
1: I mean, as of right now, I mean, you know, we don't have a storefront in the DMV area, so people are, can primarily purchase from our website. But okay. um, we do post several pop-up shops in different areas right. um, so we always post that on our website and on social media like when we'll have a pop-up shop we have a couple coming up um on saturday march 23rd i believe that's at the washington dance institute and okay. then on Sunday, march 24th we have a pop-up shop at the spice suite in dc um so people can always you know check our instagram or check facebook and also our website when so we'll be popping up so that they can actually physically come and check out the pieces. But I did want to mention too, along with being in the store in Cali, um, our pieces are, showed, um, are displayed in, on Essence. So Essence Magazine created um, an online marketplace called Shop Essence. So people can go to Shop Essence and shop our 2018 collection as well.
0: Okay. Other than the pop-up shops that you guys have coming up in late March, is there anything that you, know, you guys are working on that you want people to know about to be on the lookout for?
1: Yeah, definitely. So we are working on having like a launch party. Um, There's a store, a shoe that we are collaborating with, um, that they're going to be uh, reopening um, at a new location in Laurel, Maryland. So um, the exact date is not solidified just yet, but that will be sometime in May. Um, So I would say, you know, anytime that we have, you know, something that's about to happen, um, whether it's an event or a pop-up or something like that or a sale that people can find all the information on our social media and also on our website okay
0: nice we'll have that information down below in our notes ladies um so really quickly we just wanted to get into our rapid q a round which you know we just kind of spit fire some quick questions and um you guys kind of you know tell us what is off the dome so (laughs) um our first wraparound is a motivational quote. What is a quote that uh, resonates with you? For me, is everything happens for a reason.
1: I've been kind of like living by that for forever. Ooh, I like right. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, for me, um, I can do anything through Christ Jesus, or I can do all things through Christ Jesus. That's just something that popped up in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay
0: books and blogs that you guys you know can't live without
1: what are some things that some books and blogs that really inspire you i am reading a book called napoli and bloom it's by the same author that um wrote the story napoli ever after
2: um Uh so
1: i'm reading this like the second version it's a novel by trisha r thomas so i'm reading that right now it's um it's just really it's a funny book i love. i don't know if you guys saw the the movie on netflix yes um, we did. It. It really good. <laughs> that really resonated with me, even with my natural hair process, because I remember doing the big chop, cutting all my hair off, um, crying. Mm. So oh, yes. that definitely. <laughs> when I saw the movie, then I w- I wanted to read the book, and now I'm reading the second novel, which was really good. Okay.
2: What are some key resources that you, um, guys, utilize day to day with your business that you just couldn't live without?
1: Uh, Google Drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things. I mean, we can pretty much manage our business there uh, aside from our actual website and the back end of our site. Google Drive is where we keep all of our docs, our accounting docs, our calendar. So, I mean, if we didn't have that, we would probably be like screwed because we would <laughs> every, kind of everything would kind of be like out of whack. I would say, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, definitely. Google Drive is like our meeting place because Nicole and I actually live about an hour and a half apart from each other. Um, mm-hmm. So, we're not always. Obviously, you know, we're not able to meet, you know, just like that. Um, So Google Drive, FaceTime, um, really just technology, (laughs) period, is definitely kind of a driving force for us, you know, just staying connected with each other. Phones and computers. Okay. Uh (laughs) We can definitely relate. (laughs) Um, Last (laughs) question.
0: Uh, A boss girl that inspired you? Uh,
1: Michelle Obama. Of course. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Woohoo! Yeah, he yeah. just makes you feel like you can do anything in this country. Like, that's how I feel about her. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Okay, so,
0: ladies, again, we've had the co founders of Glamorina on for this segment, and their names are Kia Phillips and Nicole Gaskins. We're so excited to have them on the show. We will include all the information about their brand in our episode notes um it's been a, a great interview ladies a lot of good information for our listeners thank you for you know coming on and taking the time to hang out with us <laughs> yes thank
1: you yeah thank you yeah we really appreciate it um like i said we love collaborating with other women so we really appreciate you guys taking the time to interview <laughs> us and have the fun of show bye ladies <laughs>